0: 22 Pages Later, with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech.
1: Ah, summer is almost over. September's here, book bags room style, so you know what that means. You know what it means. Welcome to a back-to-school edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 169. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me, as always, is the man that was probably known in middle school as the nerd bully. No, 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 no. He didn't bully nerds. He bullied you for not being smart, which means he was really nice with blondes. MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Get out! Amityville.
2: No, get out.
0: <laughs> no, it was Amityville.
2: <laughs> I told you.
1: <laughs> Ralph thought he was smart.
2: <laughs> no, no, I never think I'm smart.
1: You were like, oh, I got thank this God one. About that. Wow! <laughs> and hold my
2: other... beer.
1: Oh hush! <laughs> and our other illustrious host is the guy who was known in middle school as the one who watched wedgies get delivered and said out loud, "Yo, man, that's not right." He was also known as the kid that looked thirty in sixth grade. RT Square off the tech.
2: No, I never cared about other people getting wedgies. It wasn't my thing. <laughs> uh, so mm-hmm. the other day, as I was flying a supersonic airplane into a black hole and coming out the other side flipping the bird a thought occurred to me the first dab was probably a nazi who had a sneeze during a salute Huh? (laughs) wow right that's a reach think about (laughs) it he goes hell that's That's a good point right
1: (laughs) and once again ralph gives a visual example on an audio podcast well it's for
2: you guys not for the listeners. If the listeners want to see the extra video content... We're
1: here, we're here they, for the listening. They, we're here for the listeners.
2: Listen, if they want to see the content, they have to pay a little bit extra for that.
1: Okay, alright, alright. It's right. always
2: <laughs> extra if you want to see.
1: He made it sound like OnlyFans.
2: <laughs> OnlyFans? No, yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah. <laughs> alright, so... <laughs> today's episode, we're going to be doing this again. You know, the whole um, reviewing a series that we probably should have done initially, but... You know, time passes by. So today, we're going to be joining Al Pacino and Killing Nazis as we discuss the Amazon original show, The Hunters. But first, we have Mike. He has quick news. You have anxiety or nausea, especially if you're Ralph, because you're afraid he's going to ruin something for you. But this is the price you pay when you listen to Mike and his quick news.
2: And now, the quick news. With Mike, the finance guy, and Ralph and Kath.
0: Ah, well, sci-fi fans have something to look forward to, eventually. Mm -hmm. In a Forbes interview with Ridley Scott, the prolific director was asked about further installments in his Alien franchise. His answer: "quote That's in process." end quote The box office success of Prometheus and the box office failure of Alien Covenant showed the difficulty of reinventing the franchise. Scott mentioned that it is unlikely new films will return to those stories. Although Scott does not touch upon how he is reimagining the Xenomorph's role in the galaxy, he did leave fans with this thought. Quote, I still think there's a lot of mileage in Alien, but I think you'll have to now re-evolve. What I always thought when I was making it, the first one... Why would a creature like this be made, and why was it traveling in what I always thought of was kind of a Warcraft, which was carrying a cargo of these eggs? What was the purpose of the vehicle, and what was the purpose of the eggs? That is the question. Why, who, and for what purpose is the next idea, I think. End quote.
1: Hmm. How do you guys feel about Ridley Scott adding to the um to the mythos of uh, alien, alien slash aliens? I'm,
0: I'm fine. I, Are you I, fine? I want Especially after I, the
1: last installment?
0: Uh yeah. I mean since he
2: also realized that wasn't working well. Yeah, I I'm good with that. Listen, <laughs> a, a creator that can acknowledge that his work needs work or that they made a mistake is someone I can get behind. Yeah. It's true.
1: Yeah, but, but as opposed well,
2: I mean... to as opposed to Zack Snyder. No,
0: this was always my original vision. <laughs> I need more people, more money, and more equipment. This was always what I had in mind. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but Zack Snyder, he, his 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 tenure as a director got cut short, and his film got edited. So you really can't say that about Zack Snyder.
0: Yeah, I'm sure because his other movies were
1: stellar. Ah, but, but, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> hey, I'm not I'm not saying I love Zack Snyder, but I'm saying when he says this was my original vision, he's right because yeah, but your orig-
0: your original vision. Shouldn't need this much work. <laughs> My original vision needs an entire year to put together and 35 plus million dollars more to do.
2: Really? Yeah. And possible <laughs> extra shoots. It,
1: it, could be, it could be worse. It could be Michael Bay. So oh, it could be. He he's Michael. another person. He
2: doesn't no wrong.
0: It'd be fantastic. Um, well, that's yeah, true. Uh, the bird is the word. Uh, the Amazon Studios production of uh, the Jack Reacher streaming series finally has its lead titan star alan richson will head the show oh wow casting That's the tall true. yeah casting the tall and muscular richmond will definitely bring the character closer to his print description of six foot five inches 230 pounds with a 50 inch chest as opposed to the movie adaptations which featured tom cruise uh which says that right there uh there's no word on whether Richardson will continue his role as hawk in the titan series
1: hmm, interesting because I mean, I know everybody talked about um, Jack Reacher, the movie, and they're like, yeah, it was the first one was okay, but, you know, I'm so used first to the book. Good. You know, the, the first one, you know, people talk about, yeah, it was good, but he doesn't look like the way he's supposed to be. So I know that was a big point of contention for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, and then the second movie just Which, wasn't that good. You know, I mean, again, it's it's not, it's not it's not like someone's like, oh, well, he just should have, you know, been blank, blank. It's like, you look nothing like the creature. That, that would just be like, you know, Storm just shows up as like, you know some asian chick that's you know or some asian guy that's like six foot
2: eleven
0: <laughs> You'd be like, that's just not quite the character but you know
1: i mean we've had we've had instances where um characters have been the opposite of what they were supposed to look like and it worked i mean wolverine was supposed to be five two and hugh jackman shows up right. at six two or six one and that worked so sometimes it works but obviously you know yeah, they're going yeah
0: Yeah, I don't think uh, Jackman being 6'1 versus Wolverine being 5'6 If Jackman was 6'1 and just not able to do the part would be the problem, but it's like, you know Tom Cruise is supposed to be this intimidating guy when he walks in the room and he just is not (laughs) (laughs) It's like your grandpa walking in
2: using a walker (laughs) Hey there, Sonny I'm just here for a save your grandpa jokes for Al Pacino Save your uh,
1: grandpa jokes for Al Pacino We're going to get there soon
0: what else you got there, Mike? All right. Last but not least, all hail the Queen and pass the popcorn. In a move to relieve some of the coronavirus quarantine anxieties, Queen Elizabeth has opened up her private home, the Sandringham estate, to host drive-in movie events for British citizens. Wow. The hobnobby near royalty has its costs. For those willing to partake in the event, tickets will cost 32 pounds 50 or about $43 American, which does not include the cost of concession items. Guests will be provided with a transmitter so they can enjoy the movie from their cars Uh, for an extra seven pounds 50, which is $10 to us. Yanks, you can upgrade your experience with a larger parking space with deck chairs, a table and popcorn. The Royal house will host the event from September 25th to the 27th with different films and a variety of food each day. The movies include 1917, Rocket Man, Toy Story, The Greatest Showman, Bohemian Rhapsody, Moana, A Star is Born, and Grease. No word yet on whether Her Majesty will be leading a sing-along to We Go Together. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh we God, go
1: man. together. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that, that's really cool that they're doing that. It, it's, yeah. it's funny because I'm like, look at England and look at the U.S. Because what if Trump tried to do that?
2: That um, That <laughs> price is per car, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's not too bad you get you fill your car up with people it's a yeah. decent yeah, you price get four people in there
0: you know yeah, yeah. absolutely it's really, it's really not that bad at all yeah it's really not that bad um yeah no trump it just wouldn't happen first of all like he wouldn't let <laughs>
2: he wouldn't let the people that would want to go there <laughs> <laughs> he'll turn it okay, to a, he'll turn it into a rally then if he, he'll show up and be just like we're gonna make America great again. Wait, hold on, do no, 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 no. <laughs> we're gonna make America great again. We're gonna do it right. We're gonna build that wall.
1: And we'll show sure Papa that,
0: <laughs> Papa, that Usher looks suspicious. You like that Ice Agent.
1: <laughs> oh God. <laughs> is that all your quick news? That is it. All right. Um Ralphie Boy, you got any quick news?
2: I got something that that I, I heard uh today so okay. ap- apparently uh Disney has currently no plans in their replacement for uh for Black Panther for Chad McBoseman. right, but mm-hmm. they are considering going the way of the comic book and making sherry the next Black panther, but it's still no which is what i which is what I said last week, nothing definitely don't know but this was an update,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean so, that's really like, their only option. I mean, because other other than that, you're definitely not going to replace him because that's just weird. Which and and fans won't be happy, you I, know.
2: Honestly, honestly, if you have a good story, I don't care that they replace Bozeman. I I would think they would be, you know, doing him an honor by continuing what he started, you know. But then there are other people. <laughs> well, I have no problem just, with replacements, but yeah, who would just go like, oh no, why would you do that? Chadwick Boseman, you're ruining his work. You're t- messing his legacy. Yeah. Like fuck right? you. Yeah. How many times? Yeah. Like, <laughs> look at look at um, hold on a look at Bewitched. Like or, or even just James Bond. Look at no. James Bond. Like how many people you had played James yeah. Bond over the over the years? Or or the Doctor or or yeah even Bewitched. Like you choose you change the the genie throughout the no, no,
1: no you didn't change the genie. Who was it? You cha- you, cha- you changed the the the, the main the male lead character, Darren. Oh, You changed him. Hey, you changed them. Yeah.
2: Well, that's even, so, there you yeah.
0: go. All right, but speaking of uh, Bond, uh, just, I, I do want to throw out this. To people that are listening, this is Monday, September 7th. Uh, stop telling people that Henry Cavill was chosen to be James Bond. Wow. Uh, that's that's <laughs> a new story. That new story is going around. It's an AI program that when put to it, Said that that would be the best suggestion out of the Brits that they programmed into it. Oddly enough, though, if they opened it up outside of um, of England, um, they, the same AI said that by far the best choice, and this is weird as well, would be Carl Urban.
2: Carl uh, Urban? The, yep. Wait. Who's Carl? Yeah. The boys. Butcher. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. yeah. Carl Urban? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah wow. they, they said that he would actually be, and I'm like, okay, well, that AI is evidently not good. <laughs>
1: Motherfuckers don't learn. Terminator tells you don't trust computers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So all anyway, right. anyway. So let's get on to what we're here for. I mean, quick news is great. Oh, by the way, real quick. Anybody catch Milan this weekend?
2: Mulan. Nope. I saw Mulan. You saw Mulan. Not mulan or Milan. You talking about in in the country?
1: All right, Ralph. All right. In the city. I mean, you sorry. You're already making this podcast long. We haven't even gotten to Geeks on a Go yet. I'm
2: making it long. So Me, this guy. It. Me. The chuck.
1: All right, This guy. All right. All right. So now we're gonna discuss what we're here to discuss. The Amazon original show, The Hunters, and with a synopsis. I'm very interested to hear how this breaks out. Is MFG Mike the Finance guy?
0: Yeah. My synopsis are always just fine. What's the problem? Was uh, that a yawn
1: before you <laughs> said anything? You're like oh,
0: no, I said, why? Oh, uh, why hunters is an well. Amazon original series about Nazi hunters in and around New York City during the 1970s. The show was created by David and Weil and Jordan Peele as one of the executive producers, with Weil serving as the writer for the book and installments. The series was released in its entirety on February 21st with 10 episodes. Hunters has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 64% with an audience of 67% and a Metacritic score of 54 out of 100 with an audience of 53 out of 100. All right. That's pretty
1: pretty good.
0: Eh, It's pretty, pretty low Uh, synopsis from homemade chicken soup to dead children in the swimming pool. This is 1977. And it wasn't easy being a Nazi back then. I mean, most concentration camp survivors were still alive and served as proof of Germany's atrocities. Ignorant white Americans hadn't started embracing the Nazi symbol as a sign of lost American values. And politicians still believed that killing Jews, gays and other minorities was a bad thing. Ah, the good old days. But luckily, an aging Tony Montana and his ragtag group of sexagenarian Jews, Foxy Brown and angry Sulu, are tanking down Hitler's henchmen. <laughs> it's a race against time as the hunters try to stop the Fourth Reich before the schnitzel hits the fan. And by the way, I know it's the 70s and all, but people didn't curse nonstop like that. I'm just saying. All right, it's starring <laughs> Logan Lerman as Jonah Heidelbaum, Al Pacino as Meyer Offerman, Lena Olin as the Colonel, Jericho Hinton as Millie Morris. Sal Rubinek as Mary Markowitz, uh, Carol Kane as Mindy Markowitz, uh, Josh Radner as Lonnie Flash, Greg Austin as Travis Leitch, uh, Tiffany Boone as Roxy Jones, Louis Ozawa as Joe Mizushima, Kate Mulvaney as Sister Harriet, and Dylan Baker as Biff Simpson.
1: All right, so let's get ready to talk about it. The Hunters, the Amazon original series. But before we do that, let's press that spoiler button that we paid so much money for.
2: Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off you wanker.
1: All right, and that spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stitch Productions.
2: Is that the Stoosh? Oh, yes, it's the Stoosh. I like it, the Stoosh. Avastosh
0: Productions! Avastosh Productions! Avastosh
1: Productions! <laughs> hey! Mr. Uh, hey! Well, hey. Okay. All right, all right. <laughs> Let's talk about this series, Hunters. And shout-out slash um busting chops to the guy who kind of threw it out there that we, that we should be reviewing it. Shout-out to JP. JP yeah. was like, you guys need to, like, um, review hunters, and when you review hunters, have me on. And when we try to have him on, he's previously engaged. So fuck you, JP.
0: <laughs> yeah, JP. JP who? It, bro. I don't have any. I don't have anybody uh, that I'm aware of named JP because that name's been removed from my vocabulary. Wow.
2: Okay. JP, so you <laughs> let you know, uh, our lawyers are going to be in touch. You signed a contract of exclusivity only An with, us. with us.
1: Ironclad contract. Ironclad.
2: All right. Uh, just be expecting that.
1: All right, dum, dum, so dum. let's talk. Let's talk about this ten, this um, this ten episode series of Hunters, which I remember when they threw out the idea, I was like, really? Um, the first episode, the first ten minutes, kind of hits you like, wow, like it's it's off and running. Um, do you feel like this beginning set the tone for the entire series, or was it just you know, um, just something to grab your attention and then it kind of slowed down from there?
0: Oh, no, it, it pretty much set the tone of the series. I mean, like any of these series that are in multiple parts so close together, um, there's always going to be some lags here or there. But no, that, for me, set the whole thing going.
2: All right, Ralph. I have to agree with the Black Fuhrer there. It uh, <laughs> yeah, it definitely set the tone of, of uh, how the series was going to go. And it was, for the most part, nonstop.
1: Hmm. So, so, so you guys were good with tone. We'll get to that in a second. Um, so, so this show basically is, uh, it it starts off with our protagonist, Jonah and his grandmother and, um, you know, um, you know, him being at, you know, him living with his grandma, he has no parents and his grandmother getting murdered. Um, wow. I I was just kind of like, really killing a little old lady and she's not turning the corner going to the grocery store and saying with great power comes great responsibility (laughs) i don't know why i felt like it was that trope
0: (laughs) well because aunt may can't be killed first of all as she's proven
1: (laughs) (laughs) um one thing i'll say is um what did you think of our protagonist jonah because uh, we've um along along the course of like the past couple of months we've talked about different protagonists especially young protagonists like we talked about star girl and we talked about other protagonists that are young and they might have a whiny quality or an immature quality how did you feel about jonah um as a protagonist in this series and did it fit you know did it fit the series
2: so from the beginning he sort of felt like a deer in headlights just like frozen not really moving forward much but towards the end he was like you know a little Rambo, maybe a little like uh, Steven Seagal from uh, the Train One. Was it Under Siege Two? Yeah. Why couldn't it be the first one? The good one. <laughs> the good one. But no, it's because the second one he was more like. I think he had a higher uh, body count in the second one than he did in the first one. Ah, okay.
1: Well, what about you, Mike? How do uh, you feel about him as a protagonist?
0: I mean, John. I mean, I had a, I mean, he was fine. I mean, he because of the type of kid he's, um, they have him being, he was, you know, he was in shock, but he was angry and, mm-hmm. you know, justifiably angry, uh, feeling, you know, that no one cares because you know, that's how you're feeling, uh, with the police, especially at that time period. Um, and I, and the mistakes he was making, they weren't, they weren't the level of so many of the hothead teenagers that don't listen type of mistakes. They were the mistakes you were going to run across and stuff like that. So I had no problem with him. Um, uh, you know, I had no problem with the way they portrayed him and the and the way he went about trying to get into it. I mean, there were times, like I said, with anything that it's always a little bit, okay, no one would be that persistent. No one would go that crazy, but that's storytelling. Um, all in all, though, I did enjoy uh, watching his anger go up, but then also watching as he's realizing that as angry as he is, killing is still just not something he's comfortable with. Like, you know, it's, right? He, he is that person that is supposed to Still be able to see the good versus evil, even while he's in the middle of it. That's that's kind of his role, uh, even though he has this anger and and this hostility. Um, you know, for people that not only killed his softa, but also are just they're Nazis.
1: Right. <laughs> Here we go killing Nazis again. feels feels like Inglorious Bastards. Um, so <laughs> that's a so we one. see Jonah. So we see Jonah, and then we we, we meet um, in the funeral. We meet Meyer, um, Offerman, played by Al Pacino um did al pacino um and obviously his character takes a couple of changes throughout the series um how did you feel like he worked with you know with jonah for like the first couple of episodes you know did he have that mentor feel did did you feel you know very secure with him because there's some because i think about um oh what's his name um in doom patrol what's his name um chief now is mm-hmm. a totally different mentor you know than some of these other guys. Where would you rank um, Pacino with um, with his lackey and not his lackey, his his mentee? Excuse me. Uh,
0: well, first of all, Chief makes Professor X look like he actually is soft, <laughs> warm, and, warm, and
1: cuddly. So, first of
0: all, um, uh, but no, I mean, I, I think he definitely he definitely made Jonah feel like family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, you know, uh, even before. It's revealed at some point that he technically is family um, and other things. But I I thought he, I can't, can I say that he was a good mentor? He wanted Jonah to be something that he wanted Jonah to be. So I don't know if that makes him a good mentor or not. But but as far as um, him feeling like he cared for the boy, definitely. Uh, and I and I did enjoy it. like he he realized that you know he was the kid angry and and hadn't really had to deal with that part of the world of of the the horrors of the the Nazis and whatnot. But he also realized that the boy didn't even really have a good embrace of the his own Jewish culture. Uh, so even part of him was you know showing him and teaching him and telling him about that. So it was it was actually a very caring uh, relationship, and I would like that.
2: Yeah, Ralph. Um. Yeah, I I did feel more like because it did feel like he was genuine in the beginning where he didn't want the boy to be a part of the hunt. So it, it, it did seem like he truly did care for him. And then once he saw that there was no holding him back from the hunt, he did uh, take him under his wing and, and try to show him the ropes and, and show and try that, to protect them. Yeah. And try to protect them and show him that um, they're not doing this. It's not all about revenge. It's about, justice for the lives that were lost so I, right and to and to put him in touch with his 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 um his roots his 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 heritage you know his his people right because mm-hmm. um, throughout the throughout the series you see like just with the the funeral when he gets to the wedding is when he he truly seems to embrace his people you know his, his heritage and right mm-hmm. and it makes him um more part of his community.
1: One of the things I liked about, or one of the, the things that I liked about the series is, is that it definitely shows Jonah's journey. And especially like the, ep- the first episode, he, you know, he gets the information about possibly somebody who could have, you know, killed his grandmother, you know, ru- you know, gets the information from, um, from Meyer and goes to the toy store. And first off, to, 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 to get beat by that little old man, I'm like, <laughs> you should
2: be ashamed of yourself <laughs> I mean the dude was a hey. former hey. former Nazi uh soldier leader guy who was known to cut people up a sadistic bastard made a guy play chess with human pieces come on like yeah, but also I think
0: people uh underestimate uh elderly I mean you know it's not like he if he was like some frail frail old guy sure yeah. but he had a he had heft to him and he and you figure also um this is seventy seven. A lot of our flashbacks were into like what around forty five. or It's right only before been then. about thirty years. So yeah,
2: they're
0: they're only yeah they're only about like sixty something, right? So you know yeah, I mean they, he he's got he's got he's got some strength behind the, that muscle he's been throwing
2: around. You know, <laughs> if if it, if it was like he was eighty or something like that, then we you, you would have a different conversation. Yeah.
1: Well, well, either way, I, I one of the things I liked about it is that you know when when you watch the series as a whole, and I binged it, so um, I binged it twice. Um, and when you wow when you watch when you when you watch um Jonah from the beginning and then watch him how he resolves problems now, it's just two totally different people. Yeah. Especially, you know, how he yeah. how ran right into a full you know, very foolhardy, you know, dropping his guard, almost I mean the dart the darts, that was kinda <laughs> like wow, I didn't realize how frightening that idea is.
2: I mean, have you ever been so hit you, by a dart? You, you, never <laughs> That so, shit hurts.
0: So, so you've never taken that advice of don't stand in front of someone throwing darts. <laughs> <laughs> It'll
2: hurt. Yeah. Yeah. That I hurt. just I like when he was it. just
0: like, wow. oh. he was like, talk to talk, or the next one's going in your eye, and it's like, oh, don't do that. <laughs> yes. I, if I had been him, I would have been like, please don't do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just like that, right? <laughs> please. Don't
0: do that. Like, I, mean, I you've just been too grossed out to be any more scared. I've been like. Please don't do that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the the trick to to surviving a situation like that is to act like you're in control, you know, because then it it puts them off balance and then they make a mistake. And when they make the mistake, that's when you pounce. Or it (laughs)
0: aggravates them and they just kill you immediately. The trick to surviving that is always carry a can of spinach. Wow!
2: <laughs> and then use your pipe as a blowtorch to open it up, oh, and then suck, suck and the now You understand through the right, pipe. All right,
1: all right, let's let's move along. So 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 it, it, um, they, you know, basically they, they they build up a lot of things in the first episode. In the second episode, you meet the team of the hunters. You you know, um, Meyer explains you know who the hunters are, and then in the second episode, you get to meet them. How do we feel about this team? You huh. know, were there any favorites for you? Were, did anybody feel like okay that they kind of missed the boat on one of the characters. How did you guys feel about this team?
2: I just want to say first off, the bot Misfa introduction. That shit was hilarious. Like, come on. Yes, please. <laughs> um, and in to say favorites, I gotta say Joe because like that. I, like I don't want to skip ahead, but that scene in the factory, like he he like. He's like your Rambo character. Oh my fucking god. Dude is incredible. Hands okay. down. But okay. but he's still like he's still human, you know? Cuz the, the connections that he makes with Roxy and then when we see him in the in the group and he tells uh, his story about the napalm that there's no silence after napalm, that's only screams. Like right. Like you, you really you you feel for the guy, you connect, you know what he's going through and you ha- you kind of understand why he's there.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, also with him, it's like he also knows that he's damaged. Yeah. Because, like, you know, when Rossi is just like, you know, does this still bother you? And he's like, no. <laughs> you know, he's just like it doesn't bother him because he does not have any feeling that way. Um, now, when, I,
2: I enjoyed the team. Okay. When when he tells her when after um she kills the, the girl in the recording studio and her hands are shaking and she's like, my hands haven't stopped shaking. And he's like, well, be worried when they do. Like, come yeah, on! Like, that, you know, he, he 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 might not be bothered by the stuff that he does, but he does have concern for other people. So it's it's a good quality right. to have.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what what uh, about I'd you, Like of- I like said, so, I
2: like
0: the team. Um, I I like that there was a balance of of all ages in there, so mm-hmm. that was really good. Um, and I mean, because also, I mean, just it was such a, a great acting cast. I mean, I love Sa Rubinek um and carol kane particularly they're just two good people oh yeah uh,
2: she's, she's amazing i love her
0: well she's a great so, so, i mean i mean i loved him from i mean lots of stuff like warehouse 13 he, he, right he I will really, always really be Artie to
2: me i the whole time oh, i was there always always like, i was like i was like yeah well
0: he was he was just Artie. he just didn't have the factory at that moment yeah <laughs> um, like, just a good guy. um uh like i said most of them were good they 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 gave you a decent amount of fleshing out for uh, uh, most of the characters. Um, I, like I said, I like them all for the most part. But I really love Sister Harriet because she just, she's not only a ball buster, but she's and even for them she's odd. And also she's got secrets that even we still have no idea what the hell is going yes, on around there. Exactly. Um, so she's she's just something else altogether. So I really like her because it seems like she's because she is a complicated character. I mean, you know, she looks like a nun, but then you find out that she's actually a uh, Jewish survivor as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's all this uh, going on. My least favorite character is only due to their lack of backstory mm-hmm. at all. Um, actually, and almost almost any story uh, actually is Roxy Jones. I mean, you know, I kept wow. thinking, you know, because I mean, you come in thinking like, okay, you know, it's going to be fun. She's got the big do. You know, this is going to be like a Foxy Brown type of thing. And maybe, you know, maybe some comedy here and there, but like they don't do very much with her. No, um, like we have literally no backstory. I mean, you know, the only reason that we assume that she's with the group is for the money like like we, we really have literally nothing about who she is and why she's doing it you just know that she's a single mom mm-hmm. um, and that's just about it uh, so it's not like I don't like the character she's just my least favorite out of all because I don't know anything about her uh, mm. uh, you know so I think and I, I discredit the show for that though because I'm like you had 10 episodes everyone else you gave us like some kind of a speech like Joe's speech or you know um, but you know, um, Sister Harriet okay. even had like you know parts of an episode, but you just got nothing from her, so I was just really surprised about like, that. Considering I was, that's the biggest question of
2: why is this black woman working with this Jewish group? Yeah, yeah. but it not, they didn't give much information about Lonnie either, only, only like, no, but you, black, got black, fa- yeah. but you
0: got his father's, but you got Lonnie's backstory with his dad, and what he you know, like he knows he he might hype himself up, but he knows in, in, the, in the pit of his stomach that he's not probably going to be this great big deal actor and he I think feels that he's doing something that his dad that hated him would still somehow like maybe see him as like you're my son kind of thing I mean like you at least get a little something out of Lonnie Um, but like with Roxy there's just nothing.
1: (laughs) Do you feel like they were were trying to do something with Roxy when they when they um, wrote that she was going to quit you know they had that whole arc for her? Yeah I mean I kind of thought like
0: I kind of thought like when she said that she was going to quit. I'm like, okay, fine, she's going to quit, and then we're going to get a, okay, why did she even join in the first place? Kind of like you know mm-hmm. bits and pieces throughout maybe that episode, but like nothing. <laughs>
1: yeah, it, 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 I, I was hoping for, for for more, but they you know they kind of dropped the ball on that. So um,
0: I do. Yeah, want I mean, she also I, didn't bring a lot to the. She also didn't bring a lot to the table. Like they went through this whole thing about what everyone does. Like she's the master forger, and and I'm like are you going to do anything? <laughs> like, like, you know, and again, it was just so really weird, or like, Yeah, I'd be mean, like, anything. I'm like, you know, she just, she had a, you know, she was in a couple of fights. Um, You know, she had that, that nice scene like Ralph mentioned where she took down that one Nazi woman. Um, And then after that, she was kind of like, you know, she just kind of showed up and kind of went away. So <laughs> it was almost like they, they didn't know what to do with the character. Maybe they have some plans for, for season two or something. I don't know. All
1: right. Um, sh- um, Staying in the same shade, but going with a different character, how did you guys feel about the um, um, agent Morris, our CIA agent? You know, on hot on the trail of of who's killing these people, who are now she's finding out to be not. Oh, she didn't know at that point were Nazis. How do we feel about all her right. inclusion into the cast?
2: You got the letters wrong. It's FBI.
1: FBI. Sorry, uh, but that's FBI. you know
2: that's common mistake for you. It's okay.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's okay. So, <laughs> all right. So, so how do we feel about um, um, agent Morris? What did she
0: bring to Millie? Millie Millie was great. I I really liked her character. Um, I feel I mean, there's no way for me to know because you know, um, but like I just feel like sometimes she was a little bit uh too forward for that time period. I'm not saying I don't want her to be, but like I don't know if she would have been able to get away that much being a black woman, uh, trying to be that assertive. I'm you know, but I really liked the character, but supposedly she, um, she did a lot of time. She spent a lot of time with a, uh, a black female FBI agent who worked during that time period. She actually spoke with her and learned from her for hours. And So I'm assuming oh, wow. she has some realism from that. So I'm assuming that she is doing the role justice. But no, I really liked her. I, I, you really got a lot of, you know, you don't, I don't need to know why she joined the FBI, but you got a lot of her backstory and um, you just really felt for her. Like, and especially by the time she got that, her ass kicked in that bathroom. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah.
2: Oh, my God. I was in pain. What, what I liked about her is that you can see um, the influence of the time period. The simple fact that um, this female FBI agent, like, if if you were to close your eyes and, um, <clears throat> like, raise her voice up two octaves, you would think it was a guy who was saying what she was saying because she has to portray herself as strong as a man In this world of of the FBI that she's in, because if not, then they wouldn't take her seriously. Like just because she's a woman, even like they 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 don't take her seriously. So she has to act tough and and be tough in order to survive. And and she she played that character really well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I like the fact that her toughness. It. I didn't feel her toughness was overly manly toughness. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, obviously, obviously, she had to, you know, grow a pair. You know, for the sake of argument. Um, but like it wasn't like a lot of times you get in these movies and TV shows where it's like, okay, this part was evidently meant for a man because like it's not even being portrayed that right. a woman is portraying it. It's, it's a woman doing a man, not a woman trying to be assertive. You know, for, for, and for I thought she of, she did a really good job.
1: For lack of a better term, do you think like like she was she was very firm and strong, but without being butchy. Yes. Yeah. Right. You know, like, yeah. like 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 being like, like no, no, you can still be tough and be feminine, and you know. And they did balance that really well with her.
0: Yeah, um, no, I thought they, I thought they did a really good job, and like also seeing how, you know, trying to show that you know how she honors duty, even at the the cost of you know missing out on a sick family members. I mean, like that, yeah. that was just like, oof, yeah, I can, I can see that pull. Or, you know. or
2: the fact that she loves her girlfriend so yeah. much that in order to protect her, she pushes her away.
0: Yeah, you know that's. Yeah. But, you know, and it was funny because that was right after because it was it was the same, I think, episode it was right after Jonah did the same thing uh, with the girl that he likes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, but because that was the thing too. like you started to see kind of parallels, even though uh, she wasn't one of the hunters, you started to see how she paralleled them very much, except that she just had to have a badge. Um, and the show itself, like her her speech about, um, you know, we're the we're the good guys because we do the we do the right thing. Um is it's very much like the job that Jonah had. She, it's very much, uh, very often, a comic book relationship with good and evil. Right. Um, whereas Jonah is still trying to see it as black and white. Um, Millie does, for the most part, see it as black and white. But Oferman is basically saying, like, yeah, that's all bullshit. This is lots of grays. In fact, it's all gray. Okay. <laughs> you know.
1: Um. I kind of wanted to a- ask this question now, before we get into like the details of the show. Um, but I don't know if I, you know, heck with it. I mean, let me ask it. um, did you guys have a problem with the pacing of the show? I I'll say this. I did. I felt like there were parts where it got really slow where, where, you know, even though it was giving a lot of inf- important information, it was, it was to a point where I, I felt tired. And I'm not tired. I was watching the show, and I'd have to watch it again. That's why I said I watched it twice. Because I watched it the first time, and I was in and out. So I had to watch certain episodes over again. Did you guys have the same problem with certain episodes? Or did you guys feel like the pacing was just fine?
2: I think it's just due to your advanced age. But for me,
1: <laughs> the, the
2: pacing seemed fine. It did have some slow scenes, but those slow scenes were were meant to be slow because they were important scenes. And there was a lot of information that was given to us to help move the story along. And for the for the most part, it was fast paced also because of the fact that when we are thrust in, into the story, there's not much time before the big uh, explosive event, mm-hmm. which is another thing that I, I, I quite enjoyed. The fact that um, they contributed to uh, like everyone knows about the blackout of, of 1977 and the fact that mm-hmm. they used that to play into the story, it was it was brilliant. It was a brilliant piece of writing. See, see right. like the fact
1: that they use actual yeah. events in history yeah. to kind of try to explain it with their own Twitch. events in their yeah. story.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Right. Well, That's what makes any, you know, a story that's supposedly set in reality, it makes it work. Um, no, I had no problem with the pacing and I, I agree with the the exceedingly long bearded one on many uh points especially that your advanced age is while you fall asleep but um (laughs) uh no i because i i you know like i said with any story i even said that earlier on it's always going to be slow parts and whatnot but uh like ralph said i think the parts that were slow were important it's maybe not important as in like oh that was the the key to the mystery of da da da. -da." no the important part was that it was giving it was giving you feeling for the characters because that is one of the thing you have um like you actually, at least, or for me, I should say, you actually ended up feeling for these characters. I, I didn't feel like they were just two-dimensional characters, and just because they're part of a team, I'm supposed to care for them. It's like no, like you, you know, you got uh, to know a little bit enough of, enough about them that, like, like, like when Lonnie got stabbed. Oh yeah, right.
2: I thought, I thought he you was know, gone. I, I was like, it, holy shit. Yeah, and,
0: I mean, I'm still mad about how they just blew it off. Yeah. <laughs> like. I mean, that's that made me angry. Like that, that kind of stuff bothered me in the story. But like, I mean, yeah, I felt for him when he got stabbed. I'm like, holy shit. Um, But also a lot of the slower parts. I mean, again, I can't say what was slow for you. But what I would consider the quote unquote slower parts were usually them talking about history, uh, the the Holocaust and just uh, what it is to be Jewish. And so for that, I didn't find it slow. I found it informative. Uh, So, you know, again, that worked for me. Yeah, I didn't have any nodding off problems or anything like that.
1: I definitely, I'd say this, uh, between episodes three and five, I definitely had, you know, a tougher time. And not the whole episode, but there were times where it was just, like, it like it was just, it just felt like a really slow-paced, you know, and, and it would pick up, but I, I was, I just felt r- like it really dragged on. Well, what did you guys feel you, about me? You mean you
0: you made episode was- five didn't make you hungry for a plate full of horse shit? <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my God.
0: <laughs>
1: that I, but it was funny. It didn't look like horse. It look like baby shit. But you know, that's that's dad talking. So you know,
2: I don't see how that would make it better. <laughs> why, I, I, why would there be uh, grass clippings in baby shit?
0: Well, I don't know what you feed your kid, but you know, I'm like, hey, and, there's grass out there. Yeah.
2: If you're hungry,
1: go for it. <laughs> so, not, so, I, so, I, so I make kids taller than most. Um, quick question: <laughs> how, um, how did you guys feel about? Um, Cause it's funny because they, they label this show as a dark comedy. And one of the things that they keep doing is throwing in this thing. That shit really happened. This yeah. shit happened. How did you guys feel yeah. about that inclusion of that in the series?
2: I loved it. Just it was to, perfect. Just, it was perfect. The simple fact that, you know, they're shining a light on an event in history that to this day people still deny even took place. And they're, they're just like reminding you, like the the game show scene like that mm-hmm. shit like it made you like wonder like how many people around you actually you know think like that you know like think, think back to conversations you had with friends things they might have just said uh offhandedly even yourself like you know, the thought that might have crossed your mind you're like mm-hmm. huh holy shit yeah uh-huh.
0: no i mean I, I think that them bringing the spotlight was it was the best thing to do because it, like I said, the, the story they're telling is made up. Um, but the, the the things that occurred in the story are very true as in that Project Paperclip is a real thing. Mm-hmm. It did occur. Why they brought them here is the real reason because, well, we were afraid that the Russians would get them and they'd beat us to the moon or make better weapons and so we took these people that killed 11 million people, you know, like um, it's it's a lot of truth and I think that's what people need to be aware of because it's like you, like I said, you'll start to think like, oh, well, this is all made up. And especially since it is a show and you're dealing, like Ralph just said, with the Holocaust, that, that people more and more are starting to deny or at least just believe that maybe it was more blown up than it made to seem. It's yeah. like, no, no, no. We, we need to remind you that, yes, this is fiction, but this fiction has a lot of of, of feet in reality right now. It,
1: it's like <laughs> it's like when people talk about landing on the moon, they're like, you know, that didn't happen. And they're talking about, you know, flat earthers. I'm like, it's amazing to, to hear people like, you know,
2: Talk oh, about yeah. the
1: discredit. So many things that are already true. So it was great to see them using a humorous way of saying, "No, this really happened, guys." I really, I like that. I thought that was really, really clever. I thought it was, yeah. I, I now I won't lie to you. There's times where I felt like, like they labeled it as dark comedy. Like it didn't feel like a dark comedy. It had funny moments. It wasn't a dark comedy, you know. And and, and they had those moments here. And like Rob said, with the game show, with certain other things that you know that they'd use in you know throughout the show but I didn't feel like it was like a right. comedy you know but it was still interesting
0: yeah no I mean I mean I wouldn't look at it comedy wise but I mean it's, it has dark humor to it and that, that like I said it all worked for me because it, it kept you engaged right yeah
1: Um. and was is it me or do you feel like some of the geek references were shoehorned in
0: well I mean everything about the 70s especially especially in well the thing is about the 70s It was just, I'm like, you told me you were set in the seventies. I really don't need you to keep reminding me about the $6 million man tab. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) TV dinners. It's just like, every time they turn around, I'm like, I get it. You do understand that like a lot of your audience that's watching this, they're so young that they don't understand the tab and $6 million man purposes anyway, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, just, just give me the occasional sign that shows me it's from the seventies. We're good to go. You know? Um, yeah, but, uh, but as far as um other like what other geek references are you talking about? Or are you just talking about the general comic book stuff that was since that was based around comics?
1: It was I mean, all the comic book stuff, all the like, stuff the references, the Batman, the references to um you know, other heroes and and I was like Peter Peter Marker, yeah. I think they even made a Phoenix a Jean Grey reference. I was like
0: Yeah, I like? think that like I said, that that was like trying to work in today's well everyone loves superheroes now, it's like you just tell the story.
1: That's my, that was that was that's my point. I feel like yeah, pardon me. This cookie's good. Um, they you know they are shoehorning into stuff to reach a wider mar- a, a wider market. So you guys enough to do that? We'd just told your story. it would been fine, but I felt like every episode there was some geek reference, and I'm like, are they trying to you know make this good for the ge- for the geeks too? Because it's not working.
0: Yeah, but I mean the thing is the references are. It's not like it's it's ninety percent references. They're so small. It's not. It's not so, gonna make geeks watch the show. Like, like it's not yeah. gonna be like, oh, they said Bruce Wayne,
2: I'm gonna watch this show. Now. It's, it's not the way that's gonna work. <laughs> you know? right. yeah, he goes, I didn't know you were Bruce Wayne, Rich.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, so I was like, oh god, come on. Um, oh yeah, let's go back to the Batcave. I'm like, really? <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, when did well, he worked in him?
0: the comic book shop, so that works though. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, no, but no, but um, um two of the two of the guys from the crew said that, not him. Two, two of the uh, um I, I don't know if it yeah was, but i um,
0: found that I found yeah, when the adults were talking odd. about that because yes. like comic books comic book stuff wasn't in vogue for adults at that point like that was right. literally for children
1: <laughs> you know and even you can make the the, the argument and say well adam was batman was popular at that point or no even it was say that that was 76 right we're, we're in
0: no i mean the, the batman okay it's called batman 66 for a reason and it was only on no, for no, three years so this is '77. So this is eight years later after it was canceled. No one was referencing Batman like that. <laughs>
1: that, that yeah. So yeah. That's, that's, that's also something that kind of bothered me. Also, they probably I mean, okay. Reruns. Now you're, you're you're really trying too hard. they did. definitely did have yeah. reruns. That, that, it was a syndication. Um, what, what? Let me ask you guys. What was the point where you felt like Jonah made his his change to be a little bit more kick-ass? Was it when he was stabbed? Was it when he um? There was a couple. a couple of times where I was like, mm, um. Let me see when um, well, I mean, when his, his
0: friend got shot. Well, I mean, it's it started there. That's when the, the snow started collecting on the pebble rolling down the hill is when Booty Hole got shot. Um, and yeah. I think that uh, Travis Travis um, Travis Leish, I think he he was really good at being like a piece of shit. <laughs> like he <laughs> was just like he was really good at being a neo-Nazi. And by the way, Ralph, you recognize that guy, right? Uh, He looks familiar. I couldn't put my finger on it. He's from, I think, wasn't it called Class? Or The Class? The Doctor Who spinoff? Oh. Yeah, he was the kid that was from the alien planet. He was. Yeah, that was him. That was the blonde kid from the alien planet. So it's so funny to see him do such... Because he he even said that he goes, like, he goes like, usually he plays roles that are like like of a certain type that that fit like that character where he's usually a good guy you know right. angel face kind of a thing so that he said that like when he got the chance uh when he auditioned for it in fact his audition was the uh bowling alley scene oh really uh yeah th- that was his audition uh was the bowling alley scene and they said that uh when they you know so he got the job from the audition when they redid the, the whole scene they said that they actually did that in one take including the strike that he got it was all one take wow and that and that was an awesome scene that was a pretty impressive scene like i said to me it's hard to believe that that guy ever played anybody nice (laughs) because you're like oh you just look like like bad boy asshole. but that's not the kind of characters he normally plays you know
1: actually uh, being that mike said that how do we feel about our villains how do we feel about biff how do we feel about you know the colonel you know how do we feel about oh
0: biff i want i want to (laughs) i want someone to like like Shish kebab spear his balls, roast them, and force him to eat them. I'm like that, he's doing such a great job. Dylan Baker's doing such a great job of being this asshole um Nazi that's in the White House. I hate him, <laughs> but I love him because I hate him. He's done a great job. But I but I I really just I want I can't wait to see. I want him to have a horrible death. <laughs> you know? Wow. Like worse, no, worse, I- worse than worse than drinking from the wrong goblet kind of death. <laughs>
1: <You know. laughs> tell us sure, how you, you really feel dollop. you're right <laughs> Not uh, that's, I really, that's, now
2: that's, that's a mark of a good actor when the villain like makes yeah. you makes you want to hate him so much
0: yeah no i mean that's, he's like someone said dylan park dylan baker has done a great job in my opinion of being that guy because you just despise him um and i mean and Lena, uh Lena olin i love her uh I, it was just great to see her um uh, back it was really funny because in my head I knew it was Lena Olin, but I read and I read the name and I said, "Oh, Lena Hetty. <laughs> and so when she Lena showed up, Heddy. and I'm like, "I'm like she's gotten way older looking." Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, and then I and then I started saying to myself, "It was really I'm like she looks like Lena Olin." Like, I got it. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I not- love Lena Olin. I think yeah, she's. I think she's just a fantastic actress, and she's really good at being bad.
1: You know. Yeah. What about you, Ralph? I mean. Did you feel like our our villains were formidable, or hate worthy, or?
2: Um, I feel that they were portrayed very well. Like they, you could tell that they embodied the characters that they were trying to make us believe who they were. Right. Um, like you could feel like with with characters like this, it's kind of hard to to imagine how it would feel for those actors to play. Like you're playing someone who committed atrocities in the past, you know, like it, um, I wouldn't be able to imagine what they, like their mindset would have been to play these characters, but whatever right. it was that they did to prepare, it, it worked for them because it made me hate them. And like, just, just a simple idea that they feel that this plan that they're concocting to kill a massive amounts of people and they're saying this shit with a smile on their face. Like, I'm like, holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. this is and great.
0: I just mass amount of people. We're, we're killing those roaches. Yeah. We're killing, you know, you know that, that live in the <laughs> urban slums. I'm like, you're like, Jesus yeah. man. Damn. You know? No, I mean, they, they you know, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's got to be rough. Um, and, I mean, you've heard it, I'm sure from actors as well, like when they've talked about roles that they've played and especially with their co-stars, if they're whether it's a race thing, a sex thing or whatever it is, like how they're like, yeah, I just felt like I had to keep apologizing right after the scene was over. <laughs>
1: like, uh, yeah. The, where it's like, 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 act like the, so well, I'm t- so dirty. I just feel dirty. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I mean, like how many times can you be a white actor and keep calling your black actor friend a nigger before you're like, I really feel like I need to apologize a
2: lot <laughs> <laughs> right now. You know, mm-hmm.
0: no, no. <laughs> it's like, especially, um, especially when you're doing it convincingly,
2: you know. You give them a you give a limit. You say, "All right, you got ten niggers, and you gotta apologize."
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa! You too free with that N word, Ralph. That was black. It's, like blast. it's right okay. Out. It's okay.
2: I'm like uh, three eighths black. Oh
1: three my goodness! <laughs> three eighths. Okay. Anyway, um, how did you guys feel about? Because I mean, we you know we talked about the fact that the major one of the major plot points is the idea of Operation Paperclip. Um, I feel like. You know, actually, no. I let me ask you: How did you feel about um, the death of Murray?
2: Oh,
0: I, I well after I after I stopped crying and <laughs> wiping <laughs> back my tears <laughs> uh, twice because I re- I watched that scene two times. After that, uh, that, that it was it was good, but it was just it was just it really got me. You know.
1: Yeah, I felt like it, it was one of those things that I mean, obviously it was a really well done scene. But also, one of the things about it, it it felt like that walking dead moment when you realize anybody could die. And before you, if you're like, okay, we're pretty safe, I mean, you might have felt a little dangerous, a little danger for Roxy in the second episode. Be like, second episode, she ain't gonna die. But when you got to Murray and and Murray has this bomb, it's like, whoa, you're like, oh, anybody can get it right about now. So that's kind of how I felt after seeing that scene. What?
2: What so that like seeing him go it, it brought tears to my eyes as well, and then the, the sub, subsequent scene with uh um with uh Carol uh, what's her name, Mindy? Uh, Mindy, yes, Carol King, yes, um, and with their son that also brought tears to my eyes. But the I felt that the way that they killed him off kind of seemed like it was. I don't want to say unavoidable. Avoidable? Yeah, it was, yes. Avoidable. 100% avoidable. Like, all he had to do was walk away. out the car, and I'll just go with you all. Yeah, like... <laughs> like, it was one of those... It, was,
0: I, it, yeah, it I understood, wasn't
2: like he was chained to the bomb, yeah. <laughs> you know? I understood he was trying to defuse the bomb to prevent it, but once you realize, all right, you you clipped three wires, and nothing <laughs> happens, so you're like, all right, let me walk away from this bomb as well, you know? like But, but, like, right, but in his defense, though. But, but there
0: was a defense to that. The reason I want to mention that is that, remember, we learned afterwards that it was literally just a bomb. But at that point, he thought it was going to release a toxin that would kill nope. millions of people once it was released.
2: No, no, no. Remember,
0: they remember, they yeah they, they thought that, the, remember, because they said the, the explosion went off and they were like, you know, they were waiting for more deaths. And they're like, well, what happened to this toxin?
2: Well, he, so they assumed it was in the explosion. Well, but when when Murray saw the bomb, he was like, this is just a regular bomb. So he knew that bomb was just a regular bomb. So even if it did explode, and there was there might have been something else that happened. If he was if he was thinking there was something else that was gonna happen, he could have at least tried to gotten as far away from it as well. Is is all I'm saying? That's very true. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I do agree. I mean, I I do find the death avoidable.
0: Um, most definitely. I mean, it was it's definitely like you said, like uh, even the cap said, like you know, it's it's it gives us the anyone can die and anyone can die in the show. Um, right. it, it doesn't, I mean, except for uh, Jonah, I mean, it really doesn't require any particular character to be there all the time. mean, um, really, you know, and I hope that that's the way they work it going forward. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was completely, like I said, he should have been like, well, I tried. Let me get in that car. <laughs>
2: you know.
1: <laughs> for the sake of time, let, let's kind of move a little bit um, quicker into into toward the end. Let me ask you this. Um, There was a couple um, Episode 10, because it's funny I was watching it with Troy Shout out to Troy I was watching it with him And the last thing he saw was episode 9 Where um, at the end Meyer takes the colonel And they fall off the bridge And they hit the water So he didn't see Mm -hmm. episode 10 First question let me ask you Did you see coming that um, They were going to say that Meyer was um, Jonah's grandfather 100%.
2: one hundred percent. you see that well, well Oh when yeah. did you
1: see it coming? I'm sorry. When did you see it coming?
2: When uh episode two? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when he was when he was in the funeral and then he looks at him and he walks over to him and then starts talking to him like, Oh, they're gonna have this guy be the the grandfather. But then the uh <sighs> the second twist, I saw that coming as well.
1: Did you saw that coming well, as well?
2: Well that what? I did Yeah. Well, I I mean, saw that Well coming. for
0: me it was it, it was it was literally uh it was confirmed by episode five once tilda was like and you you know you you know like retire or whatever I was like yeah, oh yeah. I'm like i'm like I'm like oh okay I know who you are now <laughs> you know yeah, then
2: when they uh, yeah, I couldn't think yeah. out how they were going to explain it yeah. but I knew who he was at that point you know they they hinted at it with um with the ghost because they say they're like oh this this doesn't look like the ghost and then they say well look at the uh they look at his earlobe and they're like, they're scarring like if there was plastic surgery. And I'm like, oh, there's the hint. Mm-hmm. that explains why this guy could be this guy. All right.
1: Right. I, I mean, I, I can't lie to you. I was like, I had a feeling, but when it happened, I, I was like, oh, they had the guts to go do it. Okay. <laughs> and especially just that that chilling feeling, It's it, it felt like, and mind you, we know about, in season one of The Flash, we know Ebert Thorn was um, Dr. Wells that whole time, but that feeling of like, I'm posing as somebody that's supposed to be lovable, and I'm really somebody that, you know, has done some really fucked up shit. That's the feeling I got when he when he made that reveal.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's... I mean, you know, I mean, like I said, as it got closer, like, once um, uh, once Ruth, once uh, Jonah Soft, uh, once we got the episode, what was it, episode 8, I guess, or maybe it was, or no, or was it or was it in 10 itself? Um, when, when she's talking to uh, Offerman, and she was just like, you know because they haven't seen each other in 30 years. A and she's 10. just like, you know, you know, yeah, and then she's just like, you know, I, I really don't recognize you. And it's like, but, but like I said, by that point, I was five episodes ahead of that. And I'm like, yeah, that, that's the wolf.
2: <laughs> you know? Like, oh. you
0: know uh. <laughs> um, but you I mean, know I thought, mean. like I said, I thought it was a good, I, I think figuring it out uh for jonah to figure it out i thought that was too much of a given uh that that was like the easy you know like all right did that that's not reason enough for you to jump to that conclusion <laughs> i don't care how right. much of a smart math you are but the fact that the guy killed the guy and didn't recite the prayer that he said he was going to do like that's a that's a quick jump now it would have been better if he had recited the thing and made mistakes i think that would have been better like, well, cause like in Jonah's thing like because then you could have said like in Jonah like he kept telling Jonah read this and then like having read his, grandma, his grandmother's letter about like how he would say this prayer and da 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 like we could have seen Jonah look it up and read it and, and get heartfelt like wow that's you know I can see him doing that kind of a feeling and then when it comes time for him to say it he fucks it up that's when I that is much more believable of like okay hold on <laughs> you know oh, I mean I'm not saying that that still it, would be yeah. the end all but Right, but just not doing it in the heat of anger, um, you know. After, especially he's he's dazed, he's bruised from the car accident. I just thought that that was a little bit too much of a like, aha, that's how I figured it out. It's like, yeah, I don't buy
1: that quite as easy, you know. <laughs> what would what you say, Rob? Um, well, I
2: don't, I don't think he would have messed it up because he's he's after when he's explaining, he's like he spent so many years actually studying the jewish culture so he probably had that prayer memorized as well
0: right But i'm just saying but if that i'm just saying but if you're going to give me something between him messing it up or not doing it at all the messing it up i would give you as reasons to suspect something to not doing it that to me like i said that was just too much of a leap um yeah you know for all for all the pins to then suddenly make sense and you know and and place themselves properly in jonah's head i was like all right but that's a lot out of it you know, right? But yet, somehow, you don't suspect Sister Harriet of anything.
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know. Now, no, let me ask. Don't you guys call this. me no, Rebecca. I mean, like <laughs> all, I mean, it's episode ten, that last fifteen minutes, like holy shit. Um, d- d- were you, were you surprised with Jonah's choice, especially with his grandmother there? Um,
0: hmm.
1: or his no. grandmother in his head there?
2: I feel. No. I I. I, I Go ahead. I for a moment I thought that he wasn't gonna do it, that mm-hmm. he he was gonna like, um like, let the others uh, decide what was gonna happen to him, and like have him face the others, cause the way the grandma was like, don't let him steal your light, like he stole your grandfather's, and that he was gonna be like, all right, and just like shoot him maybe like in the arm just to to wing him. And then take him to the other people, but I didn't expect that he was going to kill them.
1: Well, I didn't expect him to shoot God. him, and then and then use the knife. I was like, yeah. "Oh God, dang!" We're going to say, Mike? I'm sorry.
0: Um, no, I mean, I, I I figured he would kill. Um, it's after you know he he basically he, it's what Overman told him to do. <laughs> you know, don't hesitate. Yeah. Uh, and you know finally, you know because he had hesitated lots of other times throughout the show. He even, and he even did. Uh what um what the FBI agent um FBI Morris wanted him to do, Agent Morris, he mm-hmm. didn't kill. And I just I'm mean, again, I'm not saying that this is right, um, but it just it didn't sit with him after, especially after he lost his friend and da da. But I think right. with this, and even though even he himself is like, Did you? Because he didn't say it was definite. I think the thought that Oferman is the one that killed his Safta I think that is what was like no. This this is this is beyond just my friend dying. This is you know beyond all this other stuff. You killed the only woman I had. <laughs> you know, I think that was more of his push. Um, it'll be right. interesting, and I would hope right. that they still have him not becoming like a killer, not becoming Joe, or you know. And he does. I think he should regret his decision for taking a life throughout season two, um, and you know, make him think and and move differently. But I definitely felt that it was story-wise, it was the right decision for them to make him, having him kill uh Oferman slash uh, Zook.
1: Right. Last question before we go into renaming and ratings. Um, At the end, you know, um, so Jonas decide he's going to still, you know, run the team. The team is kind of like losing their shit because they can't believe what's going on. And Joe gets kidnapped. And Joe gets taken to Argentina. <laughs> and Joe finds out that the colonel... Did kidnapped. you cry for him? Ah. Uh, God, oh my God! <laughs> um, just because I was, you know, um, I was just kind of figuring stuff out. Who were they trying to say was that person sitting in the chair next to the colonel?
0: I mean, the you, person that she she said who it was. Yeah, she
1: said. I didn't hear. I didn't hear it. Because, yeah,
2: she said. Oh, i like, you missed hey, How did
1: you miss this? <laughs> she, she,
2: she said, All "Yeah, right. hey, Adolf."
1: I'm,
2: yeah. and then he up. calls her. And then he goes, oh, my Ava. Okay, let's, yeah. uh, something like she's that. Braun. Yeah. So, yeah. So they both managed to survive the war. It's pretty obvious who they are, especially well, the it, fact but... that they just highlight straight on the iconic <laughs> it, but... mustache. Yeah. yeah
1: let's, his not icon- let's, like, let's not use iconic, please. Not for that mustache,
0: please. Um, <laughs> I, infamous? Okay, yes, infamous. Thank you. I let's like that. Thank infamous. you,
1: infamous. Absolutely. All right. So, um, but, um, but
0: I, but now I wonder like if we're going, well, I mean, yes, uh, there's, there's, there's definitely more still, um, um, yeah, well, there's four kids. Time, so I'm so. wondering, yeah, I'm wondering if, uh, if they're going to do any kind of a cloning thing and I do, cause mm. they're not a clone of Hitler. Cause the boys from Brazil was about them cloning Hitler. Yeah. Um, and basically, but I mean, they're, they're blonde and blue eyes, so like, but they're, they're identical. So I'm wondering if they're, if they've moved into cloning and whatnot and what they're maybe doing with that. And so they may be cloning a kid's and maybe putting his DNA in there in some kind of way, depends on if they want to add that extra sci-fi element to it. But also like at the end of it, we hear sister Harriet talking to someone and I mean, granted voices of voices of voices, but I swear it sounded like Lena Olin. I swear it sounded like her, but I think that was just I think it was just the way the phone conversation was going, but for her to be in a conversation that was just like, the queen is dead, long live the queen. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what What side is she, what is she doing? Like, I, I've got questions, <laughs> you know? And, and in a good way, not in a bad way.
2: I mean, I've got questions. I'm like, <laughs> I need more, because <laughs> I'm like, I like you, lady. You better you better come up with something here, you know? All right, all right Mike, I need you to say that, but say that in the style of Greece. In the final song. I've got questions. They're multiplying. Oh
1: my God. <laughs> and I'm losing. That's not the okay. final song? It is. No, it's not. It's not. No, well, we not go together. It it's it's all right. It's
2: the penultimate song. You happy? All right.
1: Whatever. Okay, guys. I, as much as I, I want to keep talking about this, we got to get into ratings so we can get to the other parts of the show and get to renaming the series. So, Ralph, you got plenty of time renaming the series or what? Oh, sure. Go right ahead.
2: All right. I call this uh, Hunters. When's a good time to die?
1: Uh, nine? <laughs> nine. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> See, um, I'm going to call it something, and I was having problems because I, like, using Nazis and jokes just didn't feel right. But I was, like, trying to be, like, clever. <laughs>
2: how could it not feel right to use no, Nazis no, in like, How
1: could it not? Because I'm, like, because, I'm like, because all the, all the things they've done is, is so atrocious. I'm like, well, you know. it's the reason the why you make fun like, of them. Yeah, well, I, I went with um, Nazis, humans in disguise, literally. No. <laughs> because it was funny. Like, literally, right under your nose the whole time was a Nazi. It, you know, and yeah. it was just one of those things I was like, wow. Okay. The- Mike.
0: Um, I just simple, shitless, hitless. <laughs> 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 I, like, I
1: like that,
0: one. I mean, I like
2: that oh, one. Yeah, I mean, Offerman I mean. was a Jew that was killing other Nazis. It's mm-hmm.
0: like, You know, like it's shitless, hitless. You know, yeah. <laughs> the,
2: uh, the there's a uh, there's a, a singing comedian called Stephen Lynch, and he has a a song called Little Tiny Mustache, and it's pretty funny oh, because okay. is is about him dating a girl, who who. Throughout the song, you hear all the different reasons why he, he thinks she's a Nazi. And then the chorus, oh, yeah. oh. The, uh, the end of the song is like, I think you're a Nazi. So the when, uh, when Offerman oh, makes his I think, big reveal, I think, have
0: to, to, I think you're I a think Nazi. we have to watch, uh, uh, pay more attention to your listening habits there,
1: Ralph. Definitely. All right, let's do it. Ratings for the Hunters. And I'm very curious because you wanted us to do this. So I expect a phone call in two days after this podcast comes out. So Ralph, <laughs> go first.
2: I give Hunters uh, really... I know I'm going to get crap for saying this, but I give it 10 out of 10 golden knives to the neck because this shit is just phenomenal with, with history accuracy and just the plot that they put together and the cast that they have is just... I, I can't give it anything else. Anything else would be a disservice. I'm sorry. Okay. You mean historical
1: accuracy, <laughs> but okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, okay. History accuracy. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give it. I'm going to go as high this as This coming guys. from I'm the gonna, CIA. Hey, well, you know what? The grammar versus getting the, the, the wrong agency. I think I'm better with grammar. Um, I'm going to give Thank Hunters seven 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 and a half golden knives out of ten.
2: Hater. Mike. Oh.
0: Wow, that was original on both of your parts. Golden eyes.
1: We've been original for the past couple of weeks. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, I'm taking this from Opham himself. I'm going to give it nine. In a world of diarrhea and constipation, it's okay to be a normal piece of shit sometimes. (laughs) Out of ten. (laughs) That is a great line. That is an absolute great nine. But yeah, no, I I really love the series a lot. You know. So right. a good 9 out of 10 for me uh, for, for a lot of it for his slowness and stuff like that and, and like I said a few of the things where I'm like nah it didn't quite work as well as you thought it did
1: yeah alright so there you have it The Hunters season 2 wonder what we're going to do and I wonder how they're going to work it without Pacino but guys don't go anywhere Geeks on the Go that's next Geeks on the Go now we're in the Soxies. Now with less Nazis. I like that. That was really good. <laughs> all right.
0: I wanna know how many how many more Nazis did we have previously though.
1: Uh, well, zero from zero, zero, so you know.
2: <laughs> no, there, there were a few but that's there not but few. that's not less. <laughs> Is it though? Isn't it?
1: Is it though? I'm gonna go around for for once. All right, everybody. <laughs> you know the segment. I give quick questions, they give quick answers on all things geek, and we've made it under a minute a couple of times. I stopped counting because I'm I'm on a I'm winning streak. We're contested. August was it's good contested. for me. Contested. August was it, good for me. It, is it because
0: you have a tough time counting past three?
1: <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's because it's because it's because I'm actually making this, the question shorter so Ralph can like answer quicker.
2: Last week it didn't work out so well, did it? <laughs> well, tr- we'll try. Ready, <laughs> set,
1: go. Fantasy casting: Could Tom Hardy play a live-action Lobo? Ralph.
2: Could a cow? Play a bowl?
1: Hmm. Okay, Mike.
2: Hmm.
0: Sure, he'll do it just as well as Venom. Hell no. <laughs>
1: wow, okay. <laughs> Which galactic group is less lame, the Nova Corps or the Green Lantern Corps? Mike.
0: Power Pack, and that's saying something. <laughs>
1: oh, I guess wow. the Green Lantern Corps is barely <laughs> less lame. <laughs> Ralph. I take offense
2: to the simple fact that you think that the Green Lantern Corp is lame. Freaking, Sorry, saying, they got a living planet.
1: Let's go. Living planet. Answer. Okay, they don't know, uh, no living All
2: right. planet.
1: All right, which combo character um, could be the best fit for the hunters? Punisher, Deadpool, or Deathstroke? Ralph the Human Delay.
2: So, Ralph the Human Delay says, let's see, Deathstroke, too much vengeance, Deadpool, too much cycle, Punisher, just the right amount.
1: Yeah, just the right amount of fucking delaying <laughs> shit. <laughs> Mike.
2: Uh, the Punisher. Frank Castlestein will bring the hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Frank well, Castlestein, While not letting a drop of blood land on his yarmulke. Probably not.
1: Yeah. Would, he, would he have a white or a black yarmulke? That's my question. It'd
2: be uh, blue. Probably white. Why he, Wait,
1: Raul, wow, he said blue? Why would he be blue?
2: Because he wants to stand out.
0: I think he stands out with the skull and crossbone in his chest. And, and also
1: the AK-47 in his hand, am just saying.
2: Listen, All the right. guy has style, right? You got to let okay. him do him.
1: All right, shout-outs. Gentlemen, do we have any shout-outs?
2: I would like to shout-out Johannes. Welcome him back from, uh, what was it? Hiatus. Social Hiatus. media, Hiatus. Social media um, isolation.
1: Johannes! <laughs> yes, um, I was talking to Johannes the other day. Um, we were texting each other back and forth. And it was funny because he was kind of feeling under the weather, and I go, "You're all right." I goes, yeah. He goes, "You know, what I could really use a new episode." And then Ralph <laughs> dropped the episode a couple of hours later. Like, yeah, look at
2: that service. <laughs> Ask <laughs> and you really shall cool. receive. So,
1: definitely shout out to Johannes as well. Anybody else who's shouting out?
2: Uh, I would like to shout out anybody else who's been sticking with us all this time. We, you know, especially during uh, this current crisis that we're going through. I'm sure we've probably helped some people lighten their their life just a little bit just with some little fun and comedy yeah. and whatnot we appreciate you guys and it's not uh, funny the people huh go ahead
1: it's not it's not funny that the people that the people that we're helping are getting help from people that need help, That's we need help guys. Okay. <laughs> 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 just saying just saying uh, mike you guys any, anybody
0: um who was that guy that was supposed to be on our show today
1: JP! Oh,
2: yeah, oh, owners, we'll yeah. yeah.
0: I, yeah I, I'm I not shouting him out. <laughs> <laughs> i I'm, No, I'm, um, just shout out to all you guys that are out there listening. Thank you very, very much. Hopefully, you're listening on all the places you can reach us, including Spotify, because I keep saying that. You're welcome. I just love the fact that
1: we're on it's it. A, it's a crowning achievement. And, um, I, I, of course, shout out the same old people, South Carolina, Tinkerbell, and also to shout out Ruben to see if he's listening again. I try to... Get, like bother him, like yo, you listen. Yo, I'm gonna listen soon. I'm gonna listen soon. So let's yeah. see what happens.
2: Ruben's probably knocked out.
1: <laughs> we can't bring those. It's a jokes hard studying out there. guy.
2: Yeah, it's a hard studying guy. Oh yeah, yeah still least, in school. Leave the guy yeah, alone. Yeah.
1: He's studying. And when you're studying with your hand, that's, oh, I don't what are you studying though.
2: I, I've never <laughs> seen anybody study through osmosis with their face in the book. <laughs>
1: I'm done with that. The course in Pornhub
2: is a great study.
1: (laughs) And that's the way I'll end the show. So, for MMG, (laughs) Microfinance Guy, and RT Square, Rocket Tech, this is the cap saying keep it geeky. Have a good day, guys.